Wake Up the Echoes, the official show of the Fighting Irish, presented by TireAct.com, is also brought to you by Coca-Cola, Gatorade, and Under Armour. Welcome to Wake Up the Echoes, presented by TireAct.com. I'm your host, Tony Simeone, and I hope you had a very relaxing Thanksgiving. Of course, we all had a great time because we watched Notre Dame football trounce Stanford 56 to 23. And I'm excited this week because this is our very first women's basketball episode. I had a chance to talk to head coach Neil Ivy about her team who is playing very well right now. They have won their last five games and they're getting set for a huge matchup this week against Tennessee. We talked to a couple of student athletes. First, Hannah Hidalgo, who is the stellar freshman who's just off to a great start in her first year on campus. And we also talked to Kylie Watson, a veteran presence for this team as well. Later in the show, you're going to hear from a couple of Mabry sisters. We talked to Dara Mabry, who just finished up her career, now transitioning into the broadcasting side of things. And then, of course, assistant coach Michaela Mabry. Those two had a great debate about who the best shooter in their family is. We'll wait until later in the show for them to sort that all out. Great episode as always. Really looking forward to talking to Neil Ivy throughout this entire women's basketball season. Let's not waste any time and let's catch up with her. Coach, this is our 12th episode of Wake Up the Echoes. We did 10 with Coach Freeman. We've done one with Coach Shrews, and now this is our first with you. I'm excited to talk some women's basketball this year. I wanted to start with this, though. Do you listen to any other podcasts? Are you a podcasting person or no? Mm-mm, no. You know, no podcast Just at this all. one. Just this one? <laughs> this is it? Okay. I'm excited for you to listen to this then uh, on the way in to and from work. Then if you don't listen to podcasts, you're listening to music on the way to work? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, what music are we listening to? I learned a lot about Coach Freeman and his tastes last week. What are you listening to on the way in? Yeah, I'm a big gospel. Um, I listen to gospel music. Really? And I'm big on meditation. So sometimes it's like meditative. Um, sometimes it's a meditative, um, like a mindset mm-hmm. thing that I listen to. But mostly my playlist is gospel. It kind of gets me centered. Yeah. I'm big on Andre 3000 right now. He has a new album, and it's very meditative, so I've been listening to that, too. Audrey Gestime was here last week, Notre Dame running back. He said, someone said, do you know who Outcast is? And he said, who, who are they? <laughs> who is he? he, he was, <laughs> like, Hold on a second. Now we got Andre 3000, big boy. He had no idea. So again, we're going to talk to Hannah Hidalgo later. Didn't even know really what the AM1 mixtapes were. It, it's making me feel old to not know. So good to know you're still in touch with with. Outcast and Andre 3000. I'll have to check out. Uh, and then on the way home, I, I've always been wondering this with coaches. Like after a game, what are you? Are you <laughs> sitting there holding the wheel, just thinking <laughs> plays back? What goes on after a game when you drive home for a home game? Like what does that drive home back? I guess win or lose, it might be different. But what's that? What that experience like driving home? Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on the outcome. Mm-hmm. So like, if it's a great win, I feel really good about it. I probably play some, some like hype music, okay. like. I'm in the Afro beat, so I'll pay maybe some Burner Boy or something like that. But if it's something like, I'm like, okay, we needed to get better at something, or it's not a great game, or the game was ugly, so sometimes I just don't listen to music and I'm just kind of replaying mm-hmm. things and I'm just thinking about the game. So like my music is really low, you know. Like <laughs> yeah. it just depends like the vibe um, from the game. Interesting. I, I I could never be a head coach. Cause I think I would be really <laughs> struggle after after games depending on the outcome. Let's talk about this season a little bit. You guys started, obviously, not with the result you wanted, mm-hmm. but the opportunity to go out there to Paris, to me watching everything that I saw come back stateside, looked like an amazing opportunity, not just for the team, but I think just for women's basketball to be showcased out there. For you, result aside, what was it like and how valuable was it for your players, the university, and all of women's college basketball? 
It was unbelievable. I, I knew it was going to be just a once in a lifetime experience, but it was first class all the way. Mm-hmm. You know, right when we landed, we go straight to the Eiffel Tower. Um, we meet Lee Tooley, who's the one that kind of directed everything with complete sports management. Um, I think we met, you know, some high power ups um, from Paris. Just the opportunity just to, to go directly to the Eiffel Tower, something you read about, you hear about. Um, and then the entire weekend. So it was even it was more than just the game. So we had a chance to go to the Louvre Museum. We had a clinic um, under Ar- Under Armour put on a clinic mm-hmm. clinic with like 100 young girls. Um, so we had a chance to actually experience Paris, experience yeah. the culture. The food was awesome. It was just, it was just an incredible experience, and it's something that my team will never forget. Yeah, I I watched all the content. Was very jealous. Um, <laughs> is there a meal that sticks out? You said you had some good meals out there. What, did you like all the food? I know we t- yeah. we're gonna talk about food later for Thanksgiving, yes. but in Paris, there's something that stuck out for you guys. Yeah, I'm a foodie, so it was a couple. You know, you know, there was a couple restaurants that were close to the hotel that I thought were pretty good. Um, but I guess just the experience. We had a, a dinner on the like a yacht with both teams. <laughs> really, and um, you know they had a really good meal on that on that um, that tour. So yeah. it was it was just overall the whole experience was just first class. Yeah, once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Okay, last thing on Paris, I want to ask you. I did see the tracksuits, mm-hmm. rich, fresh, put them together. I think for both teams, just what was that experience like getting those custom suits while you're out there? That was another uh, just an exclusive. We it felt exclusive, mm-hmm. so it felt first class. It felt exclusive. First um, collaboration with Rich Fresh, and he is just the 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 dopest person ever. He came out to both um, programs and spent a day with us. So mm-hmm. I got a chance to kind of listen to him, um, listen to his vision of, of why he wanted to help mm-hmm. uh, be a part of this event, and just that part part of it in itself was I thought was really really cool just to meet him yeah. and he he talked about not getting a chance to like meet all of his clients mm. and he was very intentional about coming out to meet both both programs and meet the team and we got a lot of um you know backs he got a chance to tour campus um so that was really cool and then just the tracksuit in general it's a very exclusive tracksuit yeah. so only the highest like you know NBA I think Steph Steph Curry wears it a lot of actors and actresses um that wear his his clothing so the p- fact that we have that um, and the fact that he made a specialized suit for both programs was just amazing. And then there was a really cool reveal. So it was a reveal after practice one day. I think it was Saturday yeah. after practice. He did this really cool reveal. And um, the girls, were, I mean, the team, they, they were just over. Like, they were just, they were so happy. And it's just for players on the team. You didn't bring any extras back. The guys that host podcasts <laughs> could pop on us. Just you know what? I didn't have your size, but mm. if I didn't have, I would have brought one. Ne- next trip, I'm going to put in an order for you. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the team on the floor since then. Five games, you've won all five since. I think scoring close to 100 points a game in those five games. Just what have you liked, specifically offensive side of the ball? Obviously, Hannah, who we're going to talk to later, mm-hmm. has been great in her first month in college. She was, but big picture, just what have you liked so far from your team offensively Mm -hmm. I love the way that we responded you know you talked about earlier like not that not the outcome we wanted Mm -hmm. obviously um but you know credit to South Carolina I feel like they they kind of set the bar of the season and um it just showed us like where we need to grow Mm -hmm. it it was a measuring stick for me you know playing a team like that early on the first game of the season and so we went back to work you know we worked on our offense um worked on balance, worked on our defense. We worked on everything. So to see the way we, we've responded since that game, and every game we're getting a little bit better. You know, mm-hmm. we've obviously have a couple injuries, and so just everyone stepping up and just being very intentional with the way that we're preparing and, and getting better. Okay, two things then. The first one is just about playing the first game against South Carolina. Mm-hmm. You said it lets you know where you need to get. Do you like that? I know you don't like losing, <laughs> but, but when you get to see that opponent right out of the gate, 
the rest of the year is kind of a reference point, right? Instead mm-hmm. of building up to something you know right away, okay, guys, we have to get to this standard. Does that help you? Because you guys have looked really good since. Do you mm-hmm. think playing a team right out of the gate like that is beneficial for the roster? I definitely do. Um, it is the first time that I've ever been a part of playing a top four team in the country first. Yeah. Like I've always, you know, it's been like you have like a month in mm-hmm. that in a couple games before you play a team like that. So for the first time now going through it, I was like, man, was this, this might've been a bad decision. <laughs> um, but you know, I knew after the game, I'm like, this is really going to help us. It's mm-hmm. going to help us as a team. It's going to help us grow. And it's definitely going to help us down the road. So I, I'm a proponent of it now. Okay. You know, hopefully I get a chance to ch- challenge myself early again, you know, the next couple of years or whatever, maybe next year. Yeah. But it, it speaks a lot. You know, it shows you exactly where you are, but it shows you kind of what you need to work on. Right. The other thing that you mentioned was the injuries. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Olivia's still coming back and hoping she's recovering well. But then Sonia goes down and mm-hmm. she's out for a while. So I guess when hopefully do we think we can see Sonia back on the floor? But then also... That too, there's like a not that you want to have anybody get, go down, but someone like Hannah's having to carry more of the load. Do you think that can benefit her, maybe having to play and learn without those guys? And then when they come back, possibly mm-hmm. you're even better going forward. Yes, absolutely. So like Sony's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Hopefully, um, we'll have her back the end of December. Okay. Um, she's recovering really well, and so thank thank you Jesus, thank you God that it was not season ending, mm-hmm. and um, that she'll be okay. And she's she's a I mean she's tough, mm-hmm. and so um, everyone on the team has raised their game and I've I've asked everyone to do a little bit more. So you talked about Hannah, you know, doing a lot, but everyone's doing a little bit more Cass, KK, Maddie. It requires the entire team to do a little bit more Mm -hmm. because Sony is the heartbeat of our team, you know, and Olivia heartbeat of our team. Um, And so I think it's going to help us down the road. It's definitely going to help Hannah um, just because she's gaining that experience. It's going to help everyone. It's Mm -hmm. helping, you know, Nat, you see Nat, is having an amazing beginning of the season, yeah. uh, amazing couple games. So everyone's requir- required to do a little bit more because Sonia and Liv does, did so much for, for sure. us. You're getting ready for Tennessee. Uh, I think about Notre Dame, Tennessee, two amazing programs. What are you most excited about the opportunity to go down there and mm-hmm. play? I mean, I was, you want to play at home, I know, but it's <laughs> fun to go into those environments too. Right. And then what are your Notre Dame, Tennessee memories that come to mind when you think of the matchup? Well, just, just an incredible or program mm-hmm. and also just a legendary program you know I have so much respect for respect for Pat Summit and just the t- Tennessee program I'm really great friends with Tamika Catching so a lot of legends that have gone through that program yeah. and so I've always had a, a, a love and respect for them and so being able to go down there in Knoxville and be in um, their territory mm-hmm. hostile environment like that's going to be so it's going to be so fun um, we've had a bunch of great games on neutral sites, so now we get a chance to, to go in someone else's house. And um, that's going to be exciting for us and exciting for the season. And we'll prepare us for the ACC. Um, and matchups that I think about are one is in particular in 2018 mm-hmm. with Marina Enrique um, being down, I think, double-digit points coming back to win that game. So those are some incredible matchups. And just playing at Tennessee um, with and then being a Final Four team, it's just so many memories I have of as a player and as an assistant. Um, I'm excited to to be able to go down there as a head coach for the first time. You, you took my memory. Uh, 2018, <laughs> that was one of my uh, second or third year here. And that was you guys ended up winning it. Yes. But I believe the stat was, and we can double check this and fact check it. I think it was the largest deficit in Notre Dame history that you guys ever overcame. Mm-hmm. I think you're down like 23 or 24. Mm-hmm. And then just Marina and Enrique were going off. And I mean, then you guys won handily at the end. It was kind of an amazing comeback. You were on the sideline as an assistant then. Yes. Just like when you're watching players like that shoot you back into a game and come back against, again, a really good Tennessee team, what was going through your head that night? Just stars rising to the occasion. 
and I don't everyone knew Enrique Marina were just I mean stars mm -hmm. and I feel like those type of moments those type of matchups and those games you see the stars just rise and the cream rises to the top so that's what I felt like being a part of that and mm -hmm. I've been a part of being down coming back in the tale of two halves but to be to see it at Tennessee or excuse me against Tennessee yeah. at Notre Dame it was it was awesome and I remember that game in particular. We just lost, I think, to Louisville, a really tough loss a couple games prior to that. And so that was like a turning point of our season. Yeah. Like, how is this season going to go? Mm -hmm. And that was a year we won it all. So to see them respond and to see them to fight back from adversity for that group, I thought was pretty special and kind of turned the table for the season. That, that game, if you like watch or in your head, like play out the championship video that we uh, saw later that year. It's like, it starts with Tennessee. Like when you come <laughs> back, then it's like, oh, they're going to win it all this year. Uh, the last thing I, ha I want to cover before we take our first break is more just about you big picture now in this role. I can't believe this, but of the coaches that are on this show, you are the <laughs> longest tenured between Coach Shrews, Coach Freeman, you've been here the longest now. Just what's it like now being in this position for a while, having gotten your feet wet? You're not the new head coach anymore. You've mm -hmm. been running the program for a while. Mm -hmm. What have you learned about yourself maybe in these few years as the head coach and what excites you about being in this role going forward? I always feel like just never being too high or too low uh, with the wins and losses. Mm. I think I learned that by being in this seat. And that first year was very difficult. Yeah. I mean, it was such a challenge with COVID, um, you know, not the uncertainty of playing and playing later and then following a legend. Like that was a, that was a tough season. <laughs> That's a lot. It's a lot to and transfer portal the next year. So an NIL. So everything was changing in college basketball and to see where we are, like to see the vision, um, implementing my system, implementing my culture and, mm. um, you know, luckily having just a great players to work with. So aligning with the right people. Mm -hmm. I feel like my staff is incredible. I'm aligned with the right, the right roster. And so that makes my job so much easier. Mm -hmm. Like as I'm, I'm living my dream to be able to play, to coach here. Yeah. Um, and so for now, feeling like a seasoned coach, I, I, I understand I've taken all those experiences that I've had the past couple of years and I'm really working on being present with this team. I'm grateful. I'm blessed. I'm a worker. You know, I, you know, I, I love this university and to be able to say that I'm the leader just provides me my purpose every day. And that's why that's how I go out and and coach and mentor every day. Well, coach. I'm excited that we get to talk a few times throughout this year. I love watching your team play. I'm excited that, as you said, Sonia coming back, which is great news. Looking forward to seeing her back on the floor. And then I really am excited to talk to our next guest coming up, Hannah Hidalgo, who's just had an amazing start to the year. Seems like she's destined for great things here. So we'll take a break and we'll come right back. Physical pain can cause the smallest things to be difficult. That's why at SBO, with our innovative technology and accomplished doctors, we can make possible what seemed out of reach. You are ready to travel. And by travel, we're talking capital T, travel. It all begins at South Bend International Airport. Surprised? Over a quarter million of your neighbors do it every year, nonstop to locations around the country and connections to the rest of the world. Time to scratch the travel itch at South Bend International Airport. Easy parking, shorter lines, no big city traffic. Travel today at flysbn.com. Happy starts here. We've got Hannah Hidalgo joining us now. I started this topic a couple weeks ago with the football team, of all people, and I want to ask both of you this question, and I want to know if she knows anything about this because you're so young. When were you born, Hannah? What year? 
2005. I mean, I feel so old, Coach. <laughs> I, I, you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I've made people feel old today. <laughs> and one mixtape. Are you familiar with the and one mixtapes? Oh, yeah, the little old school, flashy. Okay. Did you do you, have you you've watched them? Do you know any of the people on yeah. and one mixtape? You don't know any of the names. So if I say like Professor, Hot Sauce, Skip to My Lou, none of them do anything for you. All right. You feel old, Coach, when you hear yes. that? Okay. Who was your M1 mixtape player growing up then? Um, Probably Hot Sauce. Hot Sauce was yeah. good. Yeah. They're from Philly, right? I, uh, a, I mean, He might have been. AO was yeah. from Philly. Yeah, uh, AO was from Philly. AO was from Philly, maybe. Uh, yeah. So Hot Sauce, AO, Professor, obviously, mm-hmm. when he was on the bus, that whole thing. So that was like my era, like growing up, middle school, high school. And we're going to have to find So what do you, you like watch those guys? Who do you watch on like TikTok? Instagram, the people that have like basketball movies you watch, or you don't even consume that stuff. This no, I don't. Wow. I don't consume that stuff. Wow. No. Wow. Well, I, no, I just watch highlight tapes. That's okay. Who are the highlight tapes you like Overtime watch? tapes. Okay. Is that like similar? Yeah. 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 That's what I watch. Yeah. It was just different back in our day. Yeah, All right. So, Coach, she's been pretty good here in her first six games. Did you know Hannah would be as good as she's been in her first six games when you got her on campus? Absolutely. Hmm. Um, and Hannah's just being Hannah. She's played like this her entire life, and I feel like she has that swag and confidence. Mm-hmm. And I, f- I figured like coming into the season, the transition was going to be easy for her. And she had two games overseas um, with us in the foreign tour, mm. and then she was really, really comfortable. And um, so what you guys are seeing is qu- kind of what I see every day and what I've watched recruiting her. Hmm. When you decided to come here, Hannah, why did you want to come here? Why did you want to play for Coach Ivy in this program? Yeah, I think you know, she's, a, she's a player's coach. And during the whole recruitment process, I felt like I was being recruited the same way the whole time. I felt like she was genuine and just consistent throughout the whole process. And I was like, when I came on my visit, I said, I'm a big family person. And so I saw that, like, this was home. And, like, everybody was a family. Everybody got along with each other. And then I watched how they got along with Neon. And I thought that that meant a lot to me. So you felt welcomed right away? Absolutely. I could tell with Kylie, who we'll hear from later. We record this all backwards. <laughs> but she, the older players have really helped you come along quickly, too, right? Absolutely. What then, because I talked to Marcus Burton two weeks ago, mm. and I asked him about his first practice, or one of his first practices with Coach Shrewsbury, and he said he called his mom after and said that he wasn't sure if he could make it because they're a little tougher than he was used to. What, what are practices like at this level? Are you able to handle them? You're good? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, my, my teammates and my coaches, they make everything so much easier. Obviously, it's a little more physical playing okay. against grown men mm-hmm. uh, that are a little faster, a little stronger, especially during the summertime. It was, it was tough. It was different, but... My teammates and my coaches do a great job of encouraging me and, you know, letting me know that everything is good. Is there something you've learned about Coach Ivy in the first few months where, you know, now that she's coaching you and not just recruiting you, you're like, oh, okay, this is <laughs> this is what Coach Ivy is like, not necessarily <laughs> recruiter Coach Ivy is yeah. like. <laughs> Nothing bad, of Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, her will to win. I sure. Mean, I mean, she, she wants to win, and I, I love that because I'm a competitor, and I want to win just as much, so. From her standpoint, you know, Olivia's out. Sonia's out. That's probably more than a freshman was going to be asked to do originally if you had those two. So mm-hmm. how have you had to balance, you know, wanting her to be the leader and, you know, person that stirs the drink for you guys, but at the same time knowing that she's a freshman, you got to bring her along a little bit. How's that affected the way you try to use her here in the first couple of months with the two injuries you got? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like this is a really hard assignment, you know, <laughs> to run a power five program with the schedule that we have and, you know, opening up in Paris but if anybody could do it, I knew that she could. Hmm. So a lot of encouragement. Um, I have a great relationship with her. I'm always, like she said, I'm a player's coach, but I always have a great relationship with the point guards because she's an extension of me. Mm-hmm. So that means a lot of film, 
Um, and Cheryl does a really great job with her as well, Coach Coach Allen. Um, but I have I watch a lot of film with her. Um, I'm in constant communication, and she receives it. She, mm. she great players want to be coached, and she wants to be coached, and that's what I love about her. Um, she has a very very high IQ, and so that's probably the thing that's m most impressive for me is I could tell her something. And the, the next play, she'll remember, she absorbs the information, and she does it. And that's not easy to do yeah. for anyone, not even just a freshman. So she's been thrown in the fire. We talk about it a lot. Um, I try to prepare her coming into the season. Um, but she embraces it. She embraces the challenge because, um, again, she wants to win, as she talked about. She's a competitor. And she, ultimately, she's unselfish. Like, mm -hmm. she wants to do whatever um, we need to, to help us win. Yeah. And to me, she's the type of a player that's going to run through a wall for me. And I love that about her, her energy, yeah. um, but it, it takes a special person to be able to take on an assignment like this. Yeah. She mentioned IQ. So what have you maybe learned about basketball even more in these six games? You mentioned the practices playing against, you know, more physical players in practice. But now that you've seen six games at this level each day in and out, what have you learned, Hannah, maybe in the first month here that has expanded your basketball IQ already? Um, I would say, what have I learned? I, I learned I need to take better care of the ball, for sure. Okay. I mean, is that being emphasized by the staff? Very much. <laughs> very much. Turnover to me, uh, greatly emphasized. But um, just trying to, you know, run the team mm -hmm. and still trying to get acclimated to things. I try to make plays and just end up throwing the ball. Just You can't get away with that as much, right? No. At this level? Yeah. No. No. What is it like then having, because Coach mentioned it, having someone that played a similar position as you, you can communicate. Do you like that? And the head coach, does that help you? Absolutely. Like you say, okay. What Absolutely. do you like about that? She knows that? what I'm like, what I'm going through. <laughs> Obviously, we kind of, we're all on the same page. And so she sees things and then I see things and I bring them to her. So I love being able to be on the same page with her. Coach, I, I talked to Marcus Freeman about this a decent amount. He, he's actually brought it up that when he went from uh, a position coach or a coordinator mm -hmm. to head coach, the thing he missed the most was being an assistant or a position specifically because you can kind of be, I don't, you know, closer to those players mm -hmm. and you don't have to have the whole picture. So if you, when you were an assistant, you know, mm -hmm. whether it was here or with Memphis, you could work maybe one-on-one -on -one with players. And then when you're the head coach, you got to keep everyone in mind. You can't just talk to mm -hmm. the guards. Is, is that the same for you that you feel maybe you have to look at it more broadly? You can't just focus on her. You got to focus on all 12 to 15 ladies, but what's that dynamic like for you? Yeah, it's definitely different mm -hmm. because I was really, really close with my position players. Right. I know everybody knows that relationship that I have with Skylar and Enrique and Jewel, like everyone I'm just super close with because you spend the most time with them. Um, so, But I'm still a players coach. I'm still a relationship coach. So I try to make that time for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I feel like I, I have more communication with Hannah because she's running the point. Obviously, right. same thing with Liv. Um, but I try to make that time because I feel like there's there's – um, there's power in that. So they, so everyone understands like what I'm thinking mm -hmm. and just having that. Sometimes it might just be, how are you doing? You know, like, or let's go to lunch. Like I try to spend time with them, every one of them at some point mm -hmm. individually, but it is a completely different approach because you don't have that because there's so many that is relying on you. You yeah. can't have that much time with just one player. So I try to spread it equally. Um, and again, just the relationship part for me is the most important part as a coach. Like, I want to understand them. I want to know what's going on with them outside of basketball, but also with, with basketball. And yeah. to have that dialogue and communication with everyone. And sometimes I don't feel like there's enough time in the day, and I want to spend more time. And so I try to find pockets. Like, I have them over a lot for dinner, mm. um, and I feel like that's a time for me to be able to just to, to be in a different setting with them um, okay. and have them in my home. I love that because that gives me more time with them. What's on the menu then for dinner usually? 
Oh, we had a great menu last week. <laughs> okay, um, fill me in. What yeah, so Chef Grady, shout out to Chef Grady. He's from Chicago. Oh, okay. I don't cook. You know, okay. they know that. So sure. I bring in a chef. You're watching film. You know, yeah, I'm watching yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm watching my son. Like, um, so he came in and he made he made stuffing. He's he fried turkey. I've never even seen that. that. I watched. Was I videotaped it because I've never seen it. Really? Somebody wow. fried some turkey. He fried turkey, <laughs> mac and cheese. Um, what else did we have? He did cornbread. <laughs> he did cornbread. He did potato salad, fruit salad, salmon, mm-hmm. like everything. And then um, on our way out to Ball State, he came. He stayed over, um, spent the night in South Bend, and he did spaghetti and pasta. So more of a lighter version. So he did Thanksgiving meal, and then he stayed and did a light, um, light meal headed to Ball State. So all the food was there. Like it was just you know we played catchphrase. Like it's a good time too. Yeah. Like I love that, and you know I just love being able to break bread with my team. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, because it's more, it's more than the yeah. basketball piece. Yeah. All right, last one then. This is a debate we've been trying to settle with all kinds of Notre Dame people that come on the show. I am i didn't I didn't go to school here, but I've, you know, kind of adopted this place as my own and I've gone to the dining halls. I eat at the dining halls. Have you been to both dining halls already? Or no. you've not been to both? <laughs> no. You've been to either one? Just, just, just the North. Well, obviously we get okay. food. So okay, like, yeah. yeah, so you've been at North, but you've been to North. Okay, so your vote's for North then. You don't even get a yeah, vote. Yeah, I had I'm, to. T- I'm Team North. Coach, you, you played south. here. You're South? I'm South. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about this throughout the year, but why I'm are you South? south. Why? Why? <laughs> dirty South. Why are you South? The food is better. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's everything's options. changed since COVID, though. But when I was a okay. student, like, they had stir fry. North didn't have stir fry. Mm. It was kind of, um, so they had more options. So okay. that's why I would say. You, it wasn't because you just live closer when you're. And it was closer. Okay, closer, there it is. Closer the truth walk. always comes out. Closer walk. Yeah. More <laughs> options in South. I don't know how it is right now. Okay, North North has been improved, but your votes for South. I'm gonna put it on the board. It's pretty close right now between North and South. And all the guests <laughs> we've had in football, men's basketball. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna let Coach get out of here, and we're gonna bring Kylie Watson in. We know you like basketball. So do we. We're TireRack.com, and this is our version of a buzzer beater. There's 23 seconds left. Here we go. TireRack.com has an enormous selection of tires. Not sure which ones to buy? Use our tire decision guide to find the right tires for your car and the way you drive. Then get them shipped fast and free on all orders over $50. Shipping is in as little as one day. Free. TireRack.com ships to independent, recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Made it. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Hey, Fighting Irish fans, we love that you're hanging out with us for this episode of Wake Up the Echoes presented by TireRack.com. TireRack.com has been revolutionizing tire buying since 1979, so you know they've got their game plan down. Ask their team of experts or help yourself using their extensive playbook. Test results, consumer reviews, and a tire decision guide make buying a new set of tires as easy as a layup. Get the right tires to tackle whatever comes next at TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, we got Kylie Watson, Hannah Hidalgo. Thanks for joining the show. I wanted to ask you, Kylie, to start because you've seen more college basketball than the freshman here. How impressed are you with how good of a start she's off to in just her first, what, five games, six games of college basketball? How how impressive is it? Yeah. 
No, I mean, gosh, I need to talk highly of you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, Hannah's awesome, and she's been so impressive as a freshman. I mean, I knew, you know, we're both from South Jersey, so obviously I've heard about her, like, coming out of high school and stuff. I remember even my high school coach, I guess my high school played them, and they were like, oh, my gosh, this little this little guard was cooking us. <laughs> da, 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 da. I was like, I was like, yeah, she comes out her day, you know? And obviously, like, I knew offensively she was the bucket, but I think I was most impressed with her defense, and yeah. I think – the steals kind of speak for themselves. Like, what, what are you at? Like five? No, more than five a game. Like five and a half a game. Something crazy something like that. Insane. <laughs> oh, you're not you're not keeping track of the stats. Nah, you are sure? Yeah, okay. I'm All right. Sure. <laughs> All right. Freshman. Good. Good call. What's it been like then for you, Hannah, to get to this level? And what's it been like to be on a team where you've got some vets like Kylie who have helped you acclimate to yeah. college, whether it's on the floor or just around campus? Yeah. How valuable is, are the older people for you? I mean they're they've made the transition like just so easy and I know especially coming in because I'm really like introverted so like coming in I had to get comfortable I was really quiet never talked never said anything but like especially I was like Kylie I wouldn't shoot the ball and the guy was like like shoot the ball like I would pass and get all the way to the basket and just try and dump the ball off to her and turn the ball over but she was telling me like shoot the ball and it really helped me like get more comfortable like more confident because they they want me to shoot the ball they want me to score and they like want me to be that leader so yeah. they really helped me the transition was just so easy. What are those discussions like then, Kylie? Because I get it. If you're a freshman coming in, you don't want to step on any toes. Mm-hmm. But then you see her, like you said, and you heard that she was a bucket coming in. And you say, oh, well, we're going to need her to score for us. So how do you convey that to someone if they don't want to step on any toes? Yeah, I mean, I think coming in, especially with Liv being out, like she mm. was coming in and being a point guard and leading a team as a true freshman, which is not an easy task at all. So it's like you need to play with that kind of confidence that she's been playing with. Um mm-hmm to lead us and even if like we are the older girls she's done a great job on the court just making the right decisions and really just playing with confidence and that's all that we can ask from her and it's been really exciting to watch obviously (laughs) Hannah what's been the toughest thing to get used to then being in college not basketball like just going to school yeah the toughest thing even with (laughs) basketball um the like academics being able to time manage knowing when to say, okay, I got to put the scout down, I got to put the film down and, you know, set this time aside and do my work. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's definitely been the toughest thing, especially with finals coming around now. I have to really lock in while also big games coming up too, just being able to have that balance. This is the toughest part of the year, I feel like, yeah. for winter sports, whether it's basketball or even even hockey, right? Because mm-hmm. like you said, big games coming up. I don't want to ask you about Tennessee here in a second, but managing your finals. You've done, done it a few times, Kylie. What's yeah. the toughest part about being an athlete around this time of year? Yeah, I mean, exactly what you said. You're always traveling. You're missing class, which is very stressful. You're trying to juggle, do all this homework on the road and stuff. So I think just kind of setting aside time, like Hannah said, to kind of get your work done and stuff. But it's definitely, definitely a lot going on. You got to get your priorities straight for sure. What are you studying? I'm FTT major. FTT. So that you're in your wheelhouse right here, right? Yes. Do you know what you want to do when you're done playing hoops? Or what? I want to go into sports broadcasting, similar to like Dara was. Oh, dang. Okay. So we got to get you and Dara on a broadcast yeah, together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. We'll work on that. What about you? You're early in the game. You don't yeah. have to have it all figured out. But what do you want to get into? Do you yeah. Know? No, I'm undecided right now. I think I want to do FTT also. But all I know is I just want to stay in the basketball world. Mm-hmm. And whatever that is, I'm not sure. But that's okay. I know I love the game of basketball, so I want to stay in the world. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the trip to Tennessee. Mm. This is probably, I guess, well, I want to talk about Paris in a second. This is your first maybe big time road trip to like an environment like that. I'll start with you, then I'll go to Kylie. What are you excited for most about going on a big time road game like the one coming up against Tennessee? Yeah, I'm excited just for the energy. 
I know it's, it's just it's gonna be like a hostile environment, but I feel like I was I've been prepared and like battle tested, especially when I played overseas in Spain and stuff like that. So it was just all all Spanish fans all <laughs> in the stands. So like it really helped prepare me for like big games like this that are coming up with Tennessee. So I'm okay. so excited for the energy. You've seen more of the college basketball landscape. You've been in big buildings, getting ready for Tennessee. Like, what excites you most? What do you have to get younger players ready for as you go into a big-time game like that? Yeah, I think I'm most excited just for our team to have an- another opportunity against a great team and another opportunity to kind of showcase what we can do, especially with Hannah as well. It's just historically Tennessee is a great basketball team, so yeah. it's going to be a really cool atmosphere down there. Um, I'm just really excited to play with the girls. Okay. Last question I have to get from both of you before I let you go and we take a break. I need to know about this trip to Paris. Like, mm-hmm. I saw that pop up on the schedule last year, and I was thinking of all kinds of creative ways to convince Notre Dame they had to take me. Just, I don't know, <laughs> extra photographer, anything, but it didn't work out. You're a freshman, and your first trip's out to Paris. Just what was the experience like for you? It was great, and I obviously I love to travel. So just being able to, you know, take that trip with the girls over to Paris to play the game of basketball against top-ranked South Carolina mm-hmm. was just it was amazing, but it wasn't just like strictly basketball. Obviously, of course, we were there for business. Sure. But we had a whole bunch of other like events. Went and saw the Eiffel Tower. Went and did some shopping, ate and stuff like that. So just seeing like the different culture was just it was amazing. What about you, Kylie? How how special was that trip? I know again the game didn't go the way you wanted to, but everything leading up to it looked pretty fun. What what was your lasting memory from it? Yeah, I mean I love to travel as well. So like kind of see all the different cultures and the way that people live over there, and also just growing the game with women's basketball in general like mm. seeing the support that people flew overseas for is insane it was really cool really motivating in a sense like we're on the right path to kind of spread the game all right well i appreciate you guys both stopping by we're gonna take a quick break good luck at tennessee thank you. Thank you. and we'll talk to you guys later thank you thank you right. at my great clip salon i get to use my skills as a stylist to make customers look and feel great when you sit down in my chair it's important to me to listen to what you want And when your haircut's done, I'll save your details and clip notes so you can get the look you love at any great clip salon, anywhere you are. Seeing customers light up at the end of their cut. That's what I love about my job. I'm Katie, and I'm a great clip salon stylist. Join a salon team. Visit jobs.greatclips.com. Okay, we're joined by the Mabry sisters. We got Dara and we got Michaela. Coach Mike, it's mm-hmm. good to see you again. Good to see you too. Uh, when was the last time you went to Orange Theory? Oh my God, don't ask me that. Okay, it's, it's embarrassing, but it's been it's it's been a little while here. That used to be our thing on the road. It used to be our thing, but and then COVID kind of. It was COVID. I blame I it on COVID. Yeah. I blame it on myself. My membership's gone. Um, <laughs> oh, you too? I, yeah, I deleted okay. mine. I changed fitness brands. I won't. You know, we won't give any free ads out. I want to start with our coldest moment of the week. This mm-hmm. is where we always talk to a couple of student athletes, or in this case, a former student athlete coach, about the coldest moment of the week. It's presented by Yeti. I want each of you to tell me the coldest moment you've seen from the other person in their Notre Dame career. I'll start with Coach Mike because you more recently coached Dara. What's her coldest moment in her career? I'm going with uh, round of 32 in Oklahoma last year, mm-hmm. versus Oklahoma last year, right. um, where she had seven threes, 29 points and was just a killer mm-hmm. like it was just I, it was like speaking about cold I mean cold face just in just you you see it right now she I can see you knows. reliving it right now Dara what's going through your head <laughs> it's, just yeah. it's incredible yeah. like that it was, was so fun it was so yeah. fun it was so fun um it was like leading up to the game we kind of knew what we were expecting with 
UMass, but then like everyone put all this hype around the Oklahoma game yeah. and they create like a really competitive atmosphere like in their gym with their fans and I was just like screw this like <laughs> and they had them they played that matchup zone yeah exactly. they played that matchup zone I was like we're gonna get some kind of shooter come yeah. up in yeah. here beat the brakes off them and then get out and it was just from the first quarter like the, our whole program the whole what was it the left side of the gym the left yeah. side of the gym the left side just, of the gym <laughs> everyone knew what we were about to do and Oklahoma had no idea and they were like wow What's it like when you're that hot? Like when you're shooting that well, is it an out-of-body experience? Like you start just seeing stars? What goes through your head? <laughs> yeah, <stars>. seeing stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almost. It's almost like the ball. I wasn't mm-hmm. even trying. I mean, you have to credit Olivia too, especially like that Yeah, Olivia was but finding The ball was like yeah. just finding me the mm-hmm. whole time. And I was like kept looking for shots. But like at some point I was just like shooting it mm-hmm. okay it was definitely your night now it was yeah. cool watching it though for me yeah well you i want to get into that in a second because yeah. you have an interesting uh view of her career yeah. here but mm-hmm. let's go to uh michaela's moment now you were younger but do you have yeah. a coldest moment thinking about when she was a player here that comes to mind i wouldn't say moment uh because i was really young in right. terms of like mm-hmm. what she did personally as a player but was her class was, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, the all-time winningest at That's Notre true. Dame. Yes. Yeah. Right? yes. So, like, growing up, just wa- going to see her in the Final Four every year, uh, whether it was flying <laughs> or driving. Every year. <laughs> every year. I'll never forget that Tampa trip was so fun. Oh I think gosh, I was, that like, was, that was, was like, so fun. 14 or something. Mm-hmm. But, like, just watching her win, like, 15. ACC championship, uh, all the brackets throughout um, March Madness, and then making it. And I think... Probably the one that I'll remember the most was that South Carolina game because mm-hmm. that was really special, mm-hmm. like not even for her, but like for her, her roommates and her friend group. And I would just say her legacy here is the most impressive thing to me. Michaela, when you think back, it's been a while now since you're on the floor. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I brought up Orange Theory and now how old you are. Yeah? Uh, what, what is it? What comes to mind when you think about your time playing? Because you've done so much now here as a coach and everything. But like you think back to the playing days, yeah. what are the memories that flood to your mind? <sighs> There are so many, but I, I had such a great experience here. Like we, we won a lot. That was what we did, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, we won a lot of games. Um, but I had, I have some of my best friends from being here and playing with them. Like to this day, we, we see each other all the time as much as we can with our jobs permitting, but well, that's what you remember the most. Mm-hmm. Like you remember the wins, you remember the championships, you remember the final fours, like you don't take those for granted, but it was the memories I made with my teammates and yeah. the the relationships that I have with them that made it all so special. Um, yeah. So my, I had the I always tell everybody. My dad says it all the time. He always says that like you had the best four years. Like just overall between basketball, school, socially, my friend group. Um, we just we enjoyed life. We mm-hmm. we really did. We won, but we enjoyed we enjoyed every moment of it. So I haven't had a chance to talk to you guys much since you were playing for your sister. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I find this to be fascinating because yeah. you hear all the time, like, coach's son, coach's daughter, like whoever, yeah. whoever it might be. There's the the parent and uh, son or daughter dynamic that would exist on a team. But it's rare you'd see sibling 
So I need to know, like, what was this dynamic like for you, Dara? Let me start with you. When you came here <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm going to play. And then my sister, who's always been your older sister, is going to be my coach. Like, what were you worried about? What were you excited about? And then yeah, Dara, and what, what was that dynamic like? What was it ty- ty- like having older sister, uh, I won't say bossing you around, but telling you what to mm. do? Yeah. Um, I knew, like, the dynamic would have to change at some point, like, from a professional standpoint. Like, mm-hmm. I can't just, like, go up to her and say whatever I want. Like, even though I, I did. I did sometimes. <laughs> um, but I knew some of it was going to change. But, like, surprisingly, everyone thought that there was going to be, like, this bad stigma behind a family member coaching, whether it was, like, a sister, uh, father, daughter thing. Like, and it really wasn't like that at all. It was fun. Um I felt like more open. So we were able to, you know, even if it was just like having a question in practice, like I knew that she was always going to be available to me, mm. um, which was cool. But we were also able to separate like the coach and sister relationship. So like I could have played the worst game of my life. But when that game was over, if I wanted to go over to her house and talk about anything else, we could. Mm. Like I would say we did a really good job um, mm. naturally. You know, like instinctively with our relationship, never any problems. There was some times where like, no offense, I wanted to like punch you in the face. Like, (laughs) because we would just be, it would just, it would be like a sister instinct. Like, I'll never forget this one. It was before, it was ACC tournament shoot around and I didn't do anything wrong. I don't know what. ACC tournament shoot around. Yeah. So we were, it was, I don't know what game it was, Mm -hmm. but we were getting ready for the next round of the ACC tournament. And I like came off the ball screen or something. And oh. she just had like the <laughs> nastiest remark. Like it was, yeah. I don't know I what it was. If you yeah. were in a mood or something, I have no idea. But like, I turned to Sonia and I was just like, like <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, no way. Like the sister instincts from her and from me. But then, like thirty seconds later, we were laughing about it, mm. which was like, re- like that yeah. kind of stuff was fun. Okay, Coach Mike, were you out of line there? Were you overreacting, or were you in the right? This was my. This is was the hardest thing for me. Okay. Because I feel like as a sibling, right, you're probably most honest with your siblings or like your parents. You usually just have you're blunt. You're to the point. You don't sugarcoat anything. And that's how it comes off. Like that's Mm -hmm. that's how it is most of the time. Like that's what it is, I Mm -hmm. feel like. And I I had to learn with her. I feel like when I coached her was I can be blunt with her because I am blunt with with all of them, but I also have to love her up from the coaching space Hmm. because that's what I do for all of the girls. I can be on them and I can be blunt with them, but I also love them up and they feel that and they know that. For her, I feel like in the beginning, it was just me being blunt and that was it. Because you're trying to prove that you're not giving her special treatment, right? right? So it was more like I had to learn the balance of doing that with her in front of everybody else. Do you know what I mean? Mm Because it was... It was hard. It was hard for me because I, I'm very, I'm a very blunt person. I'm gonna say what I have to say, but I also knew that I had to love her up in that space because we did, we did already have our foundation of being sisters and being able to go home and talk about whatever and have that relationship. But it was more when I was coaching her that I could love her up at the same time, like I did everybody else. Mm. That's interesting. I want to ask a <laughs> different question for Dara here because now you're getting into. <laughs> What? What did I miss? Nothing. Oh, She's okay. just, yeah. I'm an only child, so I miss a lot of the siblings. <laughs> um, broadcasting. You're getting into broadcasting. <laughs> yeah. And so something I was curious about, because you're going to cover this team a little bit here mm-hmm. and there. If 
your sister has the scout mm-hmm. and they're not maybe doing too well in the first couple media timeouts, are you going to be willing to come down hard on the staff and say, hey, it doesn't look like they've come out the right way. I know that Coach Mike had the scout. <laughs> yeah, do what, are, to, what do you say to that? What, do you, what are you going to do? Are you going to be able to hold her to the same standard you hold everyone else? That's a great question. You haven't thought um, about that I yet. think I could like very so under the radar say like maybe we should look for some adjust adjustments from the staff um if something mm-hmm. just clearly isn't working uh, yeah. within the team I th- I've only been on like a couple games but I usually try to stick with the players but I think like I might have some leeway to take okay. a shot at you can take a shot a at staff member. <laughs> but take- she would know the scout I <laughs> yeah. mean she knows the scout I'm when sure. I'm doing the scout she knows what the plan is because she sees me up doing it and yeah. she'll ask like okay mm-hmm. what do you think about this or what are you thinking about doing you know and then mm-hmm. once we go through the scout and Neil and I discuss it it's like okay then she know she knows what it is yeah, yeah. Well, last question before we take a quick break is for you coach Mike now that mm-hmm. she's getting into broadcasting mm-hmm. what excites you the most about her as a broadcaster what are you looking forward to when you watch her on the air as she gets more reps doing this you know it's so crazy I always thought she would be so good at it mm-hmm. like I knew that whatever her path was going to be it would probably end up being that at some point because she's so naturally bright when it comes to basketball and knowing the game and all that. But it's more her on camera and being able to articulate certain plays or certain things and being able to speak it the right way. But also she's smart. So she understands the game and understands what defenses are trying to do or what offenses are trying to do or what are they trying to accomplish or and I feel like to be a great broadcaster, to be able to break film down mm-hmm. uh, along with also being able to articulate it with your words and all that, I think it's, I think she's going to have a great career, a long, bright career in broadcasting. So I'm very excited. I'm, I'm glad she's yeah. here and she's doing it and I get to, I get to witness it when she does. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with our From the Irish segment. Okay. For 35 years, Navarre Hospitality Group has provided exceptional dining experiences, memorable special events, and impactful community service. From weddings to anniversary dinners, charitable events to Friday date nights, our restaurants and catering venues exist to celebrate what matters most to you. Whether dining at Cafe Navarre, Artisan, Rocky River, O'Rourke's, The Bucket, or Spirited, or planning a special event at Palais Royale, the Crystal Ballroom, St. Joe Farm, Armory, or The Brick, our team at Navarre Hospitality is committed to providing extraordinary service and experiences. NavarreHospitalityGroup.com We know you like football. So do we. We're TireRack.com, and this is our version of a two-minute drill, except it's only 30 seconds. TireRack.com has an enormous selection of tires. Not sure which ones to buy? Use our tire decision guide to find the right tires for your vehicle and the way you drive. Then get them shipped fast and free on all orders over $50. Shipping is in as little as one day. Free. TireRack.com ships to independent, recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Touchdown! Okay, this is our From the Irish segment. It's presented by TireRack.com. We always take a question from the fan base. Mm. Here's a special question for the two Mabry sisters, okay? <clears throat> this is from Patty M. in <laughs> Belmar, New Jersey. Oh, my God. <laughs> what were the one-on-one games like on Christmas morning with all five siblings? I swear it's right here. And who would win? This is no joke. Patty M. So... Our mother, by the way, for everybody to clarify. We usually just go with last uh, the first initial last name, but Patty M. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to answer that first? 
No. Who would win? One-on-one games. There were five of you, three, three girls, two boys. It depended on – see, Patty M. is not being specific because <laughs> it's, it's depended on where we were in life. Like, we played all the time so many years that, like, okay, later on – I mean, earlier on, mm-hmm. I would probably win. Right, oldest. But then Marina started to get better, Dara started to get better, and then most recently, though, mm-hmm. the last time – that was probably a couple years ago – Ryan – beat marina mm. right that was mm-hmm. the last one yeah. yeah ryan beat marina that's a big step that's for a him. big that's a yeah. big step for him that gave him that gave him some confidence okay <laughs> <laughs> but marina marina mostly yeah the pro i think took the yeah. i call her the, the pro uh so bonus question for you then dara if it's not one-on-one three-point contest just between the three notre dame mabry's on the women's team mm-hmm. who wins three-point contest you're getting five at each spot so like you know 25 around the horn. Who wins? Me, for sure. Not right. going to go with the humble option, right? Okay. I mean, none no, of no, us no. are but like, the humble option. This is realistic. <laughs> We're being realistic? Yeah. We're being realistic is real. But go ahead. But I think I would win. You think you win. How yeah. many do you make out of 25 then? 22. 22. I was going to say 22. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm probably putting, I'm, I'm knocking down like 21. Oh, so oh, I've really? got you Definitely with 22. You, you've, sure. see, you've seen okay. the video when I got a letter off of Marina. Yes. Oh, you've seen it. Oh, yeah. I, got a, I got a letter off of Marina. Wow, That's pretty that good. How many, so, Mar- so you got 22. Marina's going to make what, 20? You have her at 20? I'm going to go like right I'm going to go right below me, 21. Okay. And mm-hmm. Coach Mike's just sitting there, what, 18 mm-hmm. these days? Now or are we talking about I'm talking today. Yeah, oh, today. today? Oh, today? You're really good at it. Today, today I don't know how many I would get. Okay. But but in your day, in my day, and I will. I think I'm right on this. We can quote this. Okay. But I have the highest three point percentage out of all three of us. That percentage. True. Okay. That's she's true. made the most. However, she did it in five years. Okay. High Marina did it in four. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we all kind of have our little wins at the Thanksgiving table. Depending on how you argue it, you can all make a case. I oh, like yeah, that. we can all we could. totally. I okay. feel like Marina would say like she. I think she's. What would she say? She's the best because she can hit like she hits all different kinds of long range shots. Like she can take you off the dribble and then yeah, just pull she's, it. She's, you have she's by far that. the furthest range. Totally accurate. That's totally accurate. And then I think I would say I had more games. Than us, <laughs> like where I got hot. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. that makes sense. This is what we're talking about. We can yeah. all make a case for. Okay, all I'm gonna go then. We can all make a case. You could yeah. all be the best shooter, but Coach Mike wanted for that. Sure. We defer to the yeah. eldest guys. Okay. I'm sorry, you got that one. I still yeah, love you. Fine. Thank you so much for joining us. First women's basketball episode this year. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to watching you broadcast and watching you work the sidelines the rest of the year. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate right. you. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. That'll do it for this week's episode of Wake Up the Echoes presented by TireRack.com. Thanks to all our guests, Kylie Watson, Hannah Hidalgo, Dara, and Michaela Mabry, and of course the head coach, Neil Ivey. Remember, if you want your question answered on our From the Irish segment, just go to FightingIrish.com slash wake up. You can submit those questions every week. We always have great guests at the end of every show. Looking forward to talking to everyone next week when we have Micah Shrewsbury back on the show. Until then... We'll talk to you next time. Wake Up the Echoes, the official show of the Fighting Irish, presented by TireAct.com, is also brought to you by Coca-Cola, Gatorade, and Under Armour.